Hi, and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. This is Mariana. And Elizabeth. Hello. Can you believe it? I'm still here. You're still here. (laughs) You haven't popped. No, I haven't popped. There's no baby. No, you know, it would be really nice if there was, like, you know, when you cook a turkey... (laughs) <laughs> and maybe it's because we're thinking about Thanksgiving, but there's that little pop-up red thing. Yeah. Be nice if that, that way happened. you could have a little, a little outside warning. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you're coming today. Okay. Yeah, or any warning, you know. Oh, you'll get a little warning. It'll just be like... <laughs> it will not be a little warning either, huh? <laughs> Exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I went to my doctor on Wednesday, and she said things are progressing, but he's still not ready yet. So we'll go back next Wednesday. Our due date's Monday. Okay. There you go. So he's not too far. He's not too late yet, then. No, no, no. He hasn't passed the due date. No. You know, and Mary Hudson was born on her due date. Uh Uh-huh. So She's very punctual. And then Sam told me yesterday, for the first time, that he was two weeks late. And I was like, what? why wouldn't you tell me that till now? I was ten days late. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. I was a first child. So that's the interesting thing. Like, is this kid going to be kind of a first child, you know, but also kind of a third child, too. So. Well, but he's your first. Yeah. So I've heard first babies are uh, late Which is weird because I'm compulsively early everywhere now. Well, it's really interesting, too. Yeah, because uh, Mary Hudson is very schedule-oriented, you know, so it makes (laughs) a lot of sense that she came on her due date because that's when she was supposed to come, and that's what she was supposed to do. As opposed to, I think, um, Elsie was like three or four days late, and we cannot get her out the door to save our lives. (laughs) So I'm wondering if this is going to be a kid that's, you know, 10 days late or something. Maybe we won't ever get him out the door. But you said you're compulsively early. So So maybe maybe he'll feel like he has to compensate. (laughs) Maybe so. That he missed 10 days that he was supposed to be around here on Earth. So he's got to catch up. Could be. You never know. never know. Hee hee. Yeah. so, So in my little... So we have a Facebook group for our Cola Rimos for Nana yeah. Rimo. And so this um this woman posted and she said that she was trying to do Nana Rimo even though she's due in February. So I just uh, responded back and I was like, Me too, and I'm due on Monday. And the, <laughs> the responses were just like, Wow, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, What else am I gonna do? Like I'm just mm-hmm. sitting around here. Although You're like, like, I need a project. Yeah. <laughs> Although I I'm, I am trying to finish finish up some stuff for Harrelson Press, so definitely have work that I'm doing just with my feet propped up. But yeah. and but I did write a little bit yesterday, finally again, and it said that I would be due I would be finished February twenty second, <laughs> which is better because the first time that I did NaNoWriMo last year, and I put in my word count. For the first 10 days or something, I wasn't going to be finished till December of the following year. So, yeah. And I did it. So, <laughs> there's you still did hope. It. You pounded it through at the last moment. But there's it's still awesome. hope. <laughs> but right now, I'm, I'm going, you know, I have a lot more content that I want to write, but I'm going back to beef up some of the stuff I started 
before mm-hmm. I move on because I just don't I feel like I need a better foundation before going into all the rest of the content. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on a memoir, actually. Nice. What are you working on? I don't think we said this last week. Um, I'm working on my same novel because oh, it still needed more it needed more stuff. So I'm adding words. That's awesome. Are you trying to get to 50,000? Um, are you rebel? Well, no, no, I'm definitely going to 50,000. Um, and then beyond, maybe. I mean, considering with my current pace, I'm going to be done on November 19th. So Nice. Um, so I can, I'll have 10 more days to write more words. Yeah, so listeners, uh, Elizabeth is basically kicking NaNoWriMo's butt. <laughs> I mean, we're only six this days year. in. Six days? Five days? Six that? days. Today's six days six. in. <laughs> and she, you're already at what? 11,000 or 12,000? 13. 13. No. Yeah, I wrote some more yesterday. So Good night. 13, 4, 3, 9, that's my total. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 good. I'm really kind of pleased with that because I mean and and you're not supposed to like editorialize or whatever, but it's pretty crappy writing. Although I will say that like I've been starting to like hear the echoes of some themes in it now, like in the conversations and the things that she's thinking about um that I'm writing. And and so I'm like, oh, okay, okay, so I see her better now. And so like it's helping. Yeah. Even if, to get it you out. know, even if I end up scrapping some of this stuff because I'm like, I can't use this at all. But, but I think that's one of the best things about having a group that you're plugged into, even if you can't if you can go to write ins, like it's awesome. But even if you can't have an online community because yeah. uh somebody in our group that you yesterday or the day before was saying this is terrible writing writing that I never want anybody to see but my word count is going up but if something should happen to me please come to my apartment and burn my laptop do not <laughs> try to get it do not release it to the public this is my no statement. Harper Lee no Harper Lee crap that's right and I thought that's awesome you know to be able to say that and to just just say you know whatever she could put that she should make a living will that way she could put that in there and just be like, right? this is stipulation. No one shall see the things that are on this computer. <laughs> <laughs> there are no national security threats on this computer. Please destroy it. But I thought, you know, that's how So we all feel that way as mm-hmm. we're going. Especially, especially, I think, when you're working at the pace NaNoWriMo asks you to work. Because it's... Isn't it like 12, 1667? Oh, 1667. That you're trying to put in every day. So you can't do that and have it be really great. Yeah, I actually had a pseudo argument. Not quite an argument. It was a little more congenial than that. Um, But with a guy that had, he came to one of our write-ins the other night Um, Because we had a write-in at one of the local restaurants um, that's open kind of late. And we have, like, announced our activities in the the local free paper called the Davis Dirt. Um, So, like, we had our, you know, we have our schedule in there for people who want to join us. And so we're getting actually a lot of queries from people who are like, what is this? And so I was talking to this one guy about what Nano is. And he's like, 
yeah, but that's not really writing. And I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like, no, writing requires a, a lot of thought. You know, you can't go that fast. And I was like, actually, the point of nano is that people overthink and they don't spend enough time actually putting words on paper. And so this is for those people who think that they need too much thought and that they can't write. And he's like, yeah, but that's not writing. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're putting words down on a page. Yeah. So I, I was, it was just funny because we went back and forth and I was like, well, you can't, you know, like, you know, nobody writes something like, and the first thing that they write down is the most brilliant. And so that's what they show everybody. And that's what they publish. I was like, that's not what, what is going on here. Like nobody's saying that these 50,000 words that we write in this month are going to be what we the actually best reveal. Words. Yeah, what we actually reveal yeah. to people. And maybe some people will, but like those people are also slightly deluded probably about their own skill. Um so like the idea is to get your thoughts onto paper. It was like it's it's think of it as like note taking even. Like it's not necessarily I mean it's definitely not the final product. So you're you're getting your ideas out. And that way they're on paper. They're not taking up space in your head. They're not there to be forgotten anymore. They're on, they're like in a form that you can work with now. So then like after November is over, then we go through and we revise and we rearrange and we um, add different words um, or we take away words until we get to the actual idea. And so we went back, this guy and I went back and forth over this whole thing a few times um, for a few minutes. And then, but by the end of the conversation, he's like, well, you've got my wheels turning. And I was like, then my work is done here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I'm I'm like, will, and I will and, say, like, there are those brilliant people, especially I think I've heard, I've heard the most, I, I had a professor in college and then, um, I just finished Big Magic, so Elizabeth Gilbert was talking about one of her friends who are poets, and they really do receive just, like, a poem, and it, they write it down, and it's that's how it is, you know? So I think that does happen to some people, but not for novels, I don't think. No, but, and I would be interested to know about those people, like, what the process was that got them to that point. Because that's the other thing that I think that people tend to, like, dismiss about nano. Um, is this idea that like, you know, we all have to be geniuses or we can't, we can't call ourselves authors. And right. that's just categorically not true. Like, because even the geniuses, I feel like they had to go through a process to get there, you know? Well, and so this is, this is our process. It's like, you know, like writing through the crap until you get to the point where you're like, you've, you've practiced enough and you've, um, you've been doing it long enough that it becomes easier to write more eloquently um, on the fly, as it were, you know. Um, but, like, it's not something that most people just wake up able to do. No, and I would say for those people who are who do receive poems, like, straight up, how they're going to be, those are the kind of people who are already engaged in a creative kind of life. So they're writing every day. It might not be poetry, but they're writing every day. They're reading every day. You know, so all of that is going on in their brains. I think, for me, NaNoWriMo is, is something for the rest of us who have to um, do things in our lives, like keep a day job. 
Yeah. But we have this other creative side that we can't engage as much as we want to. So NaNoWriMo allows us the excuse to work that into our schedule more. You know, I agree. And I think so. So I think for these people, you know, they're already living as writers. (laughs) So, yeah, they already have this kind of existence that allows for this creative breath to come through them and then, you know, appear on the page. And for the people, at least in our NaNoWriMo, you know, a lot of them are in jobs that aren't very creative, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah. I'm thankful because, you know, I do a lot of writing every week. I do a lot of reading every week, you know. So when I sit down to do NaNoWriMo, it doesn't feel forced very much to me. Yes, I mean, the word count that I'm trying to get to feels forced, but the actual idea of sitting down and writing, that's something that I have to do every week. Right. In some form. And I'm reading every week in some form for my jobs. So that's not a a foreign kind of experience for me. And it's relaxing to be able to indulge in writing that's just for me. You know, that's not something to have to do for a job. So exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I ended up telling this guy was like the two most important things to me about nano are um, the sitting down every day, like you have to otherwise you fall way behind. Um, And the the camaraderie, like the the fact that the collaboration that are all like connecting and talking about, hey, we're all doing this together. Um, So yeah, so that's I was like, you know, I'm not ever going to say that it's not worth it because it's totally worth it. So. And I think that's the, um, you know, we all have different existence. You and I are really blessed to have these kind of flexible schedules that don't um, mean somebody's hanging over our shoulder watching our every moment. So, right. you know, we can engage in this life a little bit more fully. But, you know, the other thing I think, um, and I, I – I'll say again, I just finished Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, and I think probably, probably the part that struck me the most was when she was talking about the fact that the she encounters so many authors and so many writers who think that to write or to engage in creative living, I think she would say too, has to be this turmoil, mm-hmm. <laughs> this like anguishing, uh, you know, and just, ugh, just terrible experience. Like you have to be... Um, the whole tortured artist thing. Yes. So I'm wondering if this guy that you encountered thought about writing. No, it can't just be like sitting down and writing and like talking mm-hmm. to people. It has to be like I torture. Have, to have fun doing it. Gosh, it, I mean, you have to like pull it out of you like you're pulling a splinter out or right. porcupine. Yeah, spines. that's an old school way of thinking. And that's just what I think this guy, he was an older guy. So, you know, I think it's just like the the paradigm is shifting. And yeah. so like, and Over that this can like make you come alive instead of yeah. <laughs> ruin your whole life. Although exactly. we all will acknowledge that there's the, you know, there are the moments that we are definitely tortured because you're revealing <laughs> part of yourself. And the other thing in big magic, I think that is really interesting is she says that, and we have said this a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm. She says your manuscript cannot be your baby. Please right, do not exactly. relate this to a human child. And I thought, oh, I've been doing Which that. It's <laughs> fun because I got to like share a little bit of that with some of the, um, there were some students that are part of our, um, our nano community that I saw the other night. And 
Um, and I got to share a little bit of that with them too, because, you know, they were talking about their babies or whatever. And I was like, Oh no, honey. I'm like, don't even do it. It's like, you're going to, if you treat it like your baby, you're just going to sit there and be so terrified of writing the next word because you don't want to get it wrong. And I was like, nano is not about that. Nano is about unhinging your creative and just writing and not caring if you get it wrong because you can fix it later. Yeah, exactly. So. But I think this was, I mean, I thought Elizabeth Gilbert's book was good and yeah. that it provided some good discussion to what it really means to be a creative person. Um, so she was on Jimmy Fallon. No, Jimmy Fallon. Nope, nope, no, nope. No. She was on Stephen Colbert, The Late Show, uh, two nights oh. ago on the 4th. So we'll Yay. put that clip in our show notes. Um, but it was really interesting because she was talking about how she feels like Big Magic when she was writing it was kind of a permission slip that she was giving to people to engage in this side of their life. And yeah. she's and she's the first to say, I'm not to saying quit your day job. Like, I just recently quit my day job right. when E Pray Love came out, you know. And not even when it came out, but a little bit after that. <laughs> right, so. when it, like hit rock star status yeah so she was like for most of my life i have not been a writer this is a new phenomenon for me in the last well i guess five to ten years Mm -hmm. so she said i'm not saying that i'm just saying you have a right and you're entitled to engage this part of your life or this part of who you are you know so go and do it but she was she was relating that she has discovered that there are more women who don't allow themselves that time than men in her experience. And she said, and maybe this is because I'm a woman, you know, maybe this is who reaches out to me. But I thought it was interesting because our cola nanorimos are mostly women, mm-hmm. like 75%. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, wa- have, I wanted to talk to you too. about your group. Like what's, what are the demographics there? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of women as well. What Definitely. would you, how old would you say? Um, I think that most of them are actually, I, there's a lot of student age. There's only a oh, few yeah, of us you're in that are university past student zone. age. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a few men too, but mostly. So like the Molly McConnells. Yeah. We need to check on her and see if she's doing it. <laughs> she better be. Yeah. You hear I us, Molly? Think- We're talking to you. <laughs> Are your ears burning? Elizabeth's going to get you on the show and convince you to do it halfway through November. <laughs> then you're going to have a lot of work to do. So go ahead yep. and get started. <laughs> Got a great app for that. Oh, and Stacy should be doing it too. Stacy, you you have another book to work on. So <laughs> here you go. Here's your excuse. Dive in. <laughs> Nano. Plus, you're going to be on the show too in November and Elizabeth's going to convince you of it anyway. So go ahead and get started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I think this is interesting that, um, well, Elizabeth, you know, Gilbert on Magic Lessons talked to five women who were in different possession, pos- wait, professions, <laughs> it was like positions, no, but also um, that mom she was talking to who wanted mm-hmm. to write a book, and she had, I think she had two or three weeks, and in two or three weeks she had written like... 15,000 words or something. Um, not to break up our happy little conversation here, but like I'm about to have a crazy garbage truck making noise. Oh, that's okay. Next to me. So sorry about that. We can make Sam edit this out later. (laughs) 
<laughs> or we can leave it in because this is just what life is, right? It's what life is. I'm even in, I'm in my office because Noah's home working today too, but. Well, and it's going to be interesting too. Um, in the next couple of weeks, if we do try to record, you know, when I do try to record with you. To yeah. see if we'll have a screaming baby in the back. I mean, we're used to dogs. <laughs> we're used to garbage trucks in the background. We're used to... Maybe um, he won't be screaming. Maybe, maybe not. you just put a little headphone on him, too, and he'll like to hear us talk, and so he won't scream. Maybe. And I was thinking, you know, I usually hit the desk, too, so the background <laughs> noise that we have is just going to be added to. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I, I do Sorry, think... go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'm just reflecting on, you know... So are there more women authors out there or are there more women authors hiding, if that makes sense? Um, I think there's more women authors that are now like giving themselves permission um, to write that book that they wanted to write. So what do you think has been the release? I mean, yes, n- initiatives like NaNoWriMo for sure. Yeah. Because um, you can do that kind of in secret. You don't have to advertise that. Or you can, you know, and so you can reveal, oh, so you've seen on Facebook that NaNoWriMo has their little. Yes. Lo- yeah. They have, we have our own little um, logo. Emoticon. Emoticon with the Viking hat. And so I was, I was telling Sam this and he was like, oh, that was a really good move marketing wise. And I was like, I know. I to, know. To be able to get that, to say writing my book, you know. And have people kind of declare this in a social media kind of world. But also be tied into this other community that's also doing it at the same time. Yep. All identifiable by the Viking hat. Ha <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, I think NaNoWriMo is one of the initiatives that's kind of, you know, allowed for this to happen. But what else do you think? Um, well, I think that the rise of self-publishing is also... Um, a big factor because, you know, if we want to talk about, um, I mean, if we want to talk about, we need diverse books, you know, of course, like, um, as far as, um, other ethnicities being represented, like women have a much higher representation as a, as a demographic group than like different ethnic groups. Um, but, but women have been underrepresented for a long time in publishing and, then now that self-publishing has kind of started to take hold, um, women are telling their stories no matter what. Um, and they're finding support groups and, um, people out there that are willing to help them tell their stories, um, without having to go through the gatekeepers of the traditional publishing world. And, and yeah, they're taking advantage of it. So that's what I think it is. I think that's right. Um, And I think they've also, perhaps with the rise of, you know, their friends who have been successful self-publishers, too. Yes. So it's not as unreasonable because there are people close to, you know, there's people close to me who have actually done this and been successful. So why couldn't I do that? You know, it's not unreasonable because it's, it's touching closer to people. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's just, I think, the rise of a different mindset and different um, new tools that people have to be able to um, see their way to, like, that goal. If that was ever a goal that somebody had in their head, 
of, oh, I'd love to write a book someday. Well, now's your chance because like you can self-publish. There are awesome tools like Scrivener or Write or Die or Nano is a tool. Um, and then there's support communities like Nano and a lot of these other cons. I feel like that's the other thing um, is that I feel like we're in the age of cons right now too, but um, we can come back to that. Um, but, you know, like like Utopia, the conference that I go to, that is just basically one giant like support group for women who are publishing and there are some men there too but it's a lot of us it was a large portion of women who are part of the their own publishing industries you know like even if we're not um traditional publishers because we publish like independently and because we put books in the marketplace and because we're marketing them and because we're telling stories and because we have these you know groups of fans like we're all part of the publishing industry so um it's super cool to like to see that there are ways for people to to connect with that dream and to find mentors and to find you know other people who are out there doing the same thing that they can say oh well if that person can do this so can I and let me let me figure out how that's that's it I mean when you find um you know, that group, that camaraderie that we're talking about. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if uh, your that guy you were talking to this week will show back up or not. <laughs> yeah, well, what's interesting is we talked, um, and then he left for a while, like, after that. And then he came back. Really? And he, like, sat with our group, you know. I don't know what he was doing because I had my back to him the way that we were sitting. I couldn't see him. Um, but, yeah, he did come back and join us again, even that evening. So I was like, well, okay. That's cool. So, yeah. But we have another event um, on Saturday. So I'll see if he comes to that or not. But so how are you liking the organizing of everything? I really enjoy it. Um, it's funny because I'm I'm a pretty big introvert. Um, but I like, I like hospitality. Um, I like being the person that's in charge of hospitality. Um, it's why I like, I mean, I like having people come over to my house. I like feeding people. I like making them comfortable and encouraging them and those kind of things. It's just part of what I enjoy doing. And so I get to do that with these writers now too. Um, and like basically, even though we're, we meet in public spaces, they're kind of coming into my space and like I'm finding them seats and, you know, connecting them with other people from our group and um, giving them buttons and stickers and like talking about, you know, their word counts and how, you know, how they can get past the obstacles they've been having to get their word counts done, um, that kind of thing. And and so I really, really like that. So you haven't burned out yet on your No, extra- um, but I do, like, it does take a lot out of me every time. <laughs> like, I I can feel it. I it It's like this nervous energy, and I kind of, like, freak out a little bit. Um, and so then, like, for the next 12 hours after that, I'm useless. Um, <laughs> um, and like, I'm sure by I the will end now of, be hiding. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure by the end of the month, I'm going to, like, collapse. But um, but here's the other thing that I think is so great about you being the ML is that you are connecting people. But also, you might be drumming up business for yourself. And that, my friends, is one of the reasons that I'm there. Yes, my little – I have a TARDIS lunchbox. That is full of like ridiculous stuff, um, keychains and buttons and plastic dinosaurs and stickers and my business cards. 
There you go, that you take with you to these write-ins. Rummage through there and find whatever they like, and they're like, oh, what's this? Oh, that's my business card. I'm a freelance editor, and they take that off with them, too. So, haha. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, for us, as people who are in the publishing industry, I mean, NaNoWriMo is just a good, smart business choice, too. Exactly. Definitely. And so it's it's an investment. And, and I'll say, you know, that's something that... I fall prey to, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And then to say, oh, if I engage in this community, like this is good for, you know, business too. So yeah, I can justify it a little more easily. <laughs> you because, can make time for it. Well, yeah, because it's, uh, you know, for me, maybe I'm one of those women who need that permission slip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's my challenge to you. This is something that I did this week. For the first okay. time, um, Sam has been urging me, perhaps for four years, three or four years, <laughs> that on my personal blog, that I include a writing tab that has, like, the different places that I've been published. So I okay. did that for the first time. Uh-huh. So you're telling me I should do that? Yeah. Because I don't have that many places that I've actually been published. So? I have, like two and yeah two but that's two a lot of people have zero (laughs) that's true and if you have a writing tab on your personal blog then it also means that you're identifying openly as a writer Mm. that's possible and you could also put on there even though you can't put maybe what it is you can also put ghostwriting experience well that's true See? Uh, stupid Sam. <laughs> and also, you know, speaking or presenting, those are things that should go on your writing refinery blog. Yeah. Yeah, they should definitely go on Yeah, there. they should. <laughs> or consulting or, you know, different <laughs> things like this. So this is one of the things that I did. It's, it was one of my goals for November because I was going to try to do NaNoWriMo as much as is physically possible. I mean... It shouldn't kill us, right? <laughs> should right. Be, this should be something that's good and fun. Um, but also to, if I'm going to, okay, this is my second year. This is coming up on the second year of existence for Harold's Press. If this is going to be what I'm going to do, then I've got to kind of put myself out there and put myself into this. And if I do that, then I have to identify myself as a writer. I have to identify mm-hmm. myself as someone who is a member of the publishing industry. Just yes. like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that you and I have trouble identifying ourselves as experts <laughs> in the field. Yeah. Because, well, I don't have any trouble identifying you as an expert because you've been in the field <laughs> and for I a call long time. you an expert. Sure. Yeah, we can call <laughs> each other experts, but calling ourselves experts is much <laughs> different, much different. So, you know, okay, so how can we overcome this imposter syndrome where one of them is to just put it out there, put it out there. And then we can go watch the, uh, there's a Jimmy Kimmel. This is the other thing I was thinking about. There's a, a video of CMA stars, you know, the CMA award show was this Wednesday. And so it's all these country music stars who are reading like mean tweets (laughs) about themselves. And so if they can do it and they are laughing, they're just laughing. They're like, well, okay, sure. Whatever. (laughs) That's true. Then if they even get it and they're successful, why are we so worried about that, you know? It's true. Why are we worried? We should just 
not care. We should just not care. Just laugh. I'm getting better at not caring, but I'm not there yet. How are you getting better? I want to hear it. Um, well, in that I'm putting myself out there a whole lot more. I mean, even I feel like um, for me, like the blogging that I've been doing recently and just like coming out with my opinions, you know, and saying this is the way I think that things should be for me, that is getting better at it. Because, like, for a long time I was stagnated with blogging even because I was, like, I was afraid to, I was afraid that my opinion was wrong and therefore I shouldn't say anything. Right, but we should clarify here. It's not your opinion, right? This is not just, uh, you know, something that's just coming out of the air. This is something, it, it is your opinion, but it's also backed by experience, by uh, reading by all of these encounters with writers, <laughs> you know? So right. I think we get stuck. I get stuck in this too. I'm like, Oh, well, this is just my opinion on how you should publish something. I'm like, Oh wait, no, we've published seven books. <laughs> you know, you've got yeah. to have learned something in the process of publishing seven books that is useful and, you know, meaningful to this conversation. It's not just, Oh, well, this is my opinion on it, but I've never published a book. <laughs> it's true. True. So yes, our opinions, but also our opinions that are um, field tested, based on, based on <laughs> industry experience. Exactly. You're right. But yeah, I think I mean I have seen a big change in your blogging. Yeah, and the way you present things. Yeah, even like the one I wrote yesterday. Actually, it's funny. Um, I kind of slowed down on the blogging a little bit, which I'm not going to beat myself up for that's just no because you're happened. killing it in your word gown yeah, that's why exactly <laughs> you've got um, some other writing going on in your life but so um but I had a bee in my bonnet <laughs> about magic in writing and yeah. so I was like I have to write a blog post about this because there are all these things that I could say to this person about what they should or could or should not do and I'm just going to put it in this blog post and it'll be okay. Well, I think your next one needs to be, what is what is the purpose of NaNo? Why I do <laughs> NaNo? You need a oh, testimonial. Oh, I feel like I have those. Well, have you do, those. but you have more um, I'm sure I have ammunition, more but <laughs> some more uh, counterpoints that you can address more specifically after your conversation this week. That's true. That's true. <laughs> It's funny because, like, it used to be that I would have a conversation like that um, about other things, too, that I, anything, pick a thing that I happen to have um, opinions on or, you know, a stance on. Um, And a conversation like that would, like, totally rattle me and I would be upset and feeling like I'd been attacked and, like, I was wrong and what if, you know, how could I, like, fix myself so that people didn't disagree or didn't like have like disapprove of me or whatever because that was like a really big hard thing for me to have to deal with and and the other night I was like no I'm like nope you can think what you want to think but I know I'm right so <laughs> so whatever think because what look at think. the people Not who are gathered here. here I mean come on exactly come I'm on. like there's all these people and they're not just here because I told them to come here they're here because they like nano. So 
But yeah. Yeah, and so. I think this is I mean, this is the big thing. The publishing industry can be so lonely. And we've talked about the islands that we occupy. Right. And so for this month, you know, it's I've just seen there's just so much camaraderie, but there's also all these introverts who are reconnected and re-energized to life <laughs> in general. Yes. And it's just wonderful. You know, I I sit on the edge of introvert, extrovert, so I can kind of push myself to go see people and, and do that probably more easily than a lot of people in our Colorimo group. So Yeah. But it's it's just wonderful to to be able to bond over this hope and dream that a lot of us have of becoming real authors. And also then to hear the stories of people who are, you know, doing it. Yeah, definitely. Pretty definitely. fun. Yeah. So tell me, what you, what are you reading? I, I've obviously been reading Big Magic and thinking about it, but what have yes, you been reading? Yeah. Um, I'm still reading The Way of Kings, the Stormlight Archive, Um because it's huge. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but it's like a thousand pages long. So, and because I've been writing a lot, I haven't been reading as much. So it's going a little slowly, but I read a bunch or some more last night. So, but then I looked at when it's due and I was like, oh no, I'm going to need to renew this book. This is going to be able to want it because, yeah, because nice. it's huge. Well, I just finished Big Magic and now I'm reading, um, Copper Sun by Sharon Draper. It's a young adult novel about slavery. That's and, cool. Yeah, it's it's very cool. <laughs> I think so. I saw I watched a sixty minutes about the slave about a slave ship that these people were trying to recover off the coast of Mozambique, and so I wanted to see you know what how how she it's called Copper Sun how mm-hmm. she um address this, you know, because in my head now, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the things that we talk about with elementary-aged kids, slavery, and, you know, colonization on all this, these are really huge concepts. (laughs) What are we, what are we doing? And how is this young adult literature, you know, it's so powerful, but is it too much? And I don't, so I went back to it. Cool. And I haven't read a young adult novel in a long time. I'm like, have I? I think it's been a while for both of us. Well, for my, for work I have, but. um, Oh yeah. Manuscript. Yeah. But like, I don't think the last one, I think the last one I read was the Shadow Scale, the Serafina sequel. Well, yeah, so I've read, you know, Beatrice and Virgil, and then I read Lena In, which is Sheryl Sandberg, and then Big Magic, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I need something that's a little more lighthearted, and this is definitely not lighthearted, that's not what I mean, but... Yeah, you know, no, I went from, I mean, I went genre. from the signature of all things to this, to this fantasy, because I was like, I'm gonna need something to, like, to wash out the sadness. Right? <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm, but, and I'm just thinking adult fiction is just so depressing. You yeah, know, adult I nonfiction mean, is really depressing, too. This, um, you know, fantasy fiction is adult that I'm reading. So I don't know. Who knows? It might be depressing, too. We'll see when I get to the end of it. And if that is the case, I'm going to have to find something else. But even, like, some young adult stuff will, like, totally kill you, you know? Yeah. It's just tragic. 
This one is <laughs> a little bit. Oh, so we so um, I finally sent Molly, me and Earl and the dying girl. Yeah, can you hear that? I can. What is that? The trash truck? <laughs> yeah, it must be a different one. But I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Trash it truck. it really sounds like a thunderstorm. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Davis <laughs> is serious about their trash. <laughs> yes, they are. They, they have higher power trash trucks than we do here <laughs> in the South. Well, I mean, I live in an apartment complex, so it's a dumpster. Oh, 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 oh. So they have to take a, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not just an individual trash can. Exactly. <laughs> so, I think yeah. the one that was here earlier was for recycling, so. That's funny. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. You sent her a mineral and the dying girl. Did she read it? She did, and she said she was laughing out loud sitting in the library. Nice. And she said, I, I said, I th- Elizabeth and I discussed this, and we thought you just needed some mm-hmm. uh, young adult after your classic conviction. You know, your conviction yes. to read all these classics. She goes, I really did need this. <laughs> yeah. Like, You're going to burn yourself out on all the seriousness. <laughs> so when she comes on the show, you'll have to talk about that and see if she's incorporating some other genres into her reading list, too. Yeah. So, see, I've been Molly before. I don't know if I've told her that. Maybe I'll have to tell her that. That sounds like a good confession. Yeah. I mean, because, like, yeah, when I was in college, I was all about the classics, and I had not really read any popular literature at all, except for some, like, Christian fiction, because that was, that was me back then, but, um, but other than that, like, I read classics, and that's what I thought you did, was read classics, and then... Well, um, sure, of course, especially if you're an English major, I mean, yeah. Come exactly. On. Hello. There's so much to be studied out there. Who has time for popular fiction? And then um, after I moved to L.A., somebody somebody lent me the first Harry Potter book. And after that, it's just been long, a long downward spiral, spiral into the land of pop fiction and YA. And I can't get out of it. <laughs> and I don't know that I want to. I kind of enjoy my reading habits. I like the weird and random stuff that I read. But Harry Potter was my gateway. <laughs> but you talk about that in your blog too. I thought that was n- nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we don't really know. You know, will I be back? Will I not be back next week? We'll see. We'll see. It's a surprise <laughs> here at Thinking Out Loud. That's why you have to stay tuned and you have to listen. Yes. In the meantime, if we do have so some really good NaNoWriMo's who are already working on a manuscript and are ready for a freelance editor. Could they contact you? Yeah, they can contact me on the web. I'm on um, the web at www.writingrefinery.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Pinterest. And I'm on Goodreads at Writing Refinery. You can look me up that way um, and join me there and let's talk about writing or you can tell me what I crazy person you think I am for doing nano or tell me your nano success stories. I would love to hear that too. So <laughs> just talk to me. I love it. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's nano Ramo. And yeah. if you are interested in talking about publishing or self publishing, traditional publishing, a dual model, just want to know more. You can contact me at harrelsonpress.com at Harrelson press on Twitter and Harrelson press on Facebook. Yay. Yay. Until next time. 
Keep writing, keep, keep writing, keep writing, because it's writing. Diana. Yes. <laughs> keep writing. Well, maybe I'll see you next week. Maybe not. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.